I want you to turn your Bibles tonight to the book of Luke. We're going to begin there in the book of Luke, chapter 23. And I'm going to talk about the undeniable proof of the resurrection. Anybody ready for the undeniable proof of the resurrection? It's one thing to claim something. It's another thing to prove something. If something is proved, there is evidence that it happened. There is evidence that it is true. So tonight we're going to look at that evidence in the undeniable proof of the resurrection. I want to begin by reading in the book of Luke chapter 23, beginning in verse 44. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. Three hours of darkness. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. This moment changed everything. The last breath of Jesus and the last words of Jesus on the cross, right before that, he said, it is finished. And then he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. These words changed the world forever. Jerusalem had had many crucifixions, but this is the only time the earth quaked. Jerusalem had had many crucifixions, but this is the only time that dead saints got out of their grave and walked around. Jerusalem had had many crucifixions, but this is the only time when daylight turned to dark for three hours, representing the three days that Jesus would be in the heart of the earth. And then the light came back after three hours. Jerusalem had had many crucifixions, but this is the only time that the veil of the temple was torn from the top to the bottom. The only time at this crucifixion. Many crucifixions, but the only time that the death row inmates repented on their deathbed. Many crucifixions, but the only time that the Roman soldier who had nailed him and pierced him got on his knees and worshiped God and said, truly, this was the Son of God. The only time. So what happened when Jesus died? Well, the Bible says that they took him down from the cross and they buried him. Well, did he just lay in the tomb? Oh, his body just laid in the tomb, but not his soul and his spirit. You can read this in many places of the Bible, but one of the descriptions of this is in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. I'm not going to read that, but I'm going to tell you about it. The Bible says that his soul and spirit descended into a part of hell that was known as Sheol. And up until that time, this purgatorious place was called Abraham's bosom. It was a waiting place for the souls of men who were held captives because there was no way to God. There was no way even for the righteous to get to God. But the Bible says that he went into the heart of the earth, the light 
of the world went into darkness. Can you just imagine that moment as they were waiting? Had they have been waiting for thousands of years, exchanging stories? We all, according to Hebrews 11, they all died in the faith, not having received the promise. Hebrews 11, 39. They died in the faith, not having received the promise, but each of them were counted as goodness and righteousness and faith because they died waiting on a promise that never came in their lifetime. Can you imagine as someone came to into Abraham's bosom. Tell us what's going on in the earth. We can't see from here what's happening. Well, Jeremiah said, well, I saw a wheel in the middle of a wheel. He said, well, what does that mean? Daniel finally shows up and he says, I saw a coronation there in heaven and I saw the kingdoms of the earth falling and the stone which the builders rejected rising. I saw him. I can just imagine that they shared stories and all of a sudden the light starts coming into a room. What, what is that? We've never seen that before. Every soul comes here to wait in darkness. Every life comes here to this purgatorious existence to wait, but not this one. This soul was not like any other soul because the first righteous man had died and the king of the world is walking into Sheol for the very first time. Not only that, they heard something rattling because when he came in the door, he had a set of keys in his hand and the Bible said that he held the keys to death, hell, and the grave. They heard some keys rattling as he walked inside. And I can just imagine as they said, who could this be? And Adam said, oh, I recognize who that is. He's the one that God promised would bruise the heel of the serpent with his foot. I recognize who that is. Thank you so much for supporting our ministry. If this has blessed you, please say a prayer for us. And if you would like to give, we have four ways that you can do that. You can give online at briancutshaw.com or if you're a PayPal user, just PayPal us at Church Trainer. Or you can also give through the mail at PO Box 267, Georgetown, Tennessee 37336. Or if you're a Venmo user, you can Venmo us also at Church Trainer. Thank you, and God bless you, and may the Lord multiply your seed. Now back to Hope in the Word. And Noah chimed in and said, oh, I know who that is. That's the rainbow I saw in the sky and the door that I put on the side of the ark in the second part of the ark. And Abraham said, I know who it is. I can know those carpenters' hands anywhere because I've been walking this earth looking for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God. And I'm looking at the city builder right there in front of me. And Ruth said, I know who you are. You're the kinsman's redeemer. That when I was gleaning on the side of the field and there was no hope for me, you said, I'm going to bring you in and pay your debts and put you in the line of Christ, you Moabite woman, that no one thinks you have a future, but I'm going to put you in the lineage of Christ. Ruth says, I know who that is. That's my great, 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 
grandson that just walked in this room. And Moses said, I know who it is. I saw him first at a burning bush, but I saw him next on Mount Sinai when a sapphire floor came down and we ate together. I know who that is. He's the one that sat between the cherubs in the mercy seat in the Holy of Holies. I know who that is. He was the rock in the weary land that gave us water in the desert. He was the bread that fell and gave us bread at our table. I saw him every day. In the daytime, he looked like a cloud by day. And at night, he turned into a pillar of fire by night. I've seen that face over and over. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego chimed in in a trio. And they sang their own version of the of through the fire. I'm not going to try to sing it. But they chimed in and said, there he is. We know that man anywhere. He came in to the fiery furnace when there was no hope left. He burned the ropes off of us and let us walk out in freedom. And the old king even got on his knees and repented. I know who he is. David said, that's the one I was singing to. Jeremiah said, that's the one I was crying about. And Solomon said, that's the lover of my soul. I would know him anywhere. And Jesus said, yes, I am he who was dead and I'm alive forevermore and I have the keys to death, to hell and the grave and I don't know if he unlocked it or if he just spoke and the chains fell or he might have taken that big long Galilean leg and that foot that was nailed to the cross and kicked the door open. I don't know how it happened but I know that the door that separated death from life was open that day. I know that the door that separated hell from heaven was open that day and I know that the Bible says he said come on I'm going to preach you a sermon and anybody that wants to go to heaven let's all go and the Bible says he led captivity into heaven and in heaven there was a parade there was a banquet there were robes and rings handed out and, uh, and there were assignments and addresses to mansions given out because that day Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. Are you thankful for his victory? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Woo! Well, I feel like preaching tonight. There was a shift in the atmosphere. Something changed that day. Not just changed in Jerusalem when the earth turned dark. Not just changed when the veil was ripped. Not just changed when the earthquake happened in Jerusalem. But something changed around the earth. On the earth, the disciples were hiding behind closed doors. But in heaven, the angels were rejoicing and setting plates at the table. In hell, Jesus was preaching to the spirits of the dead on the earth. Women were walking to the tomb and in heaven seraphim were crying holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is now filled with his glory. And in hell, Jesus was opening the door and leading the captives free on the earth. Two angels are rolling the stone away and in heaven, the choir of 10,000 
thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands start singing the hallelujah chorus and in hell all the demons begin to shriek because Sheol has just emptied there is light in the room for the first time there is a door open that they thought would never open and those they thought they held captives are now walking in freedom and hell is trembling on the earth Jesus is now getting up out of the grave and in heaven the father is standing and clapping for the victory of the son and now on hell in hell demons are screaming and they are shrieking because their plan has been overthrown on the earth women are weeping disciples are running to the tomb but in heaven there is rejoicing and there is dancing because the saints are coming home and the children of the redeemed have come home and now hell is silent. Woo! You think hell's in charge? I've got another thing for you. Don't ever think that hell has got one upper hand on heaven. Jesus conquered it all. He conquered it all. He conquered it all. And if you want the Greek for the word all, it means all. Jesus conquered it all. Hallelujah. Can you give him praise tonight? Well, we're still at the resurrection. We hadn't got to the proof yet. Woo. Do you mind? I'm doing that because I know where I'm going. And you better hang on to your seatbelt because you might want to do that after a while. Luke 24. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and other women with them came to the tomb bringing the spices, which they were bringing the spices which had been prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of our Lord. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid, they bowed their faces to the earth and said, why do you, and the men said, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you in the Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men to be crucified, and on the third day he would rise again. And they suddenly remembered his words and ran out and told the disciples. Now, if you keep on reading in the book of John, he's the only one that tells this part. The first two disciples they got to was the oldest disciple, Peter, and the youngest disciple, John. And the Bible says they ran together to the tomb, and John, being the youngest disciple, outran the oldest disciple. He gets there first, but he's so afraid he does not go in because he does not know what to do. See, you have to have speed and wisdom to get the gospel around the world. Finally, the old man shows up out of breath, leaning up against the rock, says, hang on, boy, you can outrun me, but I'm gonna see what's going on. He walks inside and comes out and tells John, don't worry, John, he is just risen as he said he would rise. And then the next generation went in and worshiped him too because Peter had the wisdom and John had the speed. And then they went and told the rest of the disciples that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead. 
This program is brought to you by the partners of Brian Cutshaw and Church Trainer Ministries. Please help us pray that the Lord will continue to send us more partners so we can expand His kingdom around the world.